0: Coming to you from the Paranormal Warehouse, Destination Mystery paints the story for paranormal content, abnormal adventures, and the fun behind the investigations. Each week, Mike and Melissa will bring a new adventure that includes going to some of the most remote places in the West. They will tell the story behind the investigation and share with you the evidence they discover. This is not your regular paranormal show. These episodes will bring new content from locations that no one would think to investigate or explore. We will not only tell the spooky story, we will go to the location where the spooky story originated. Fasten your seatbelts as we take you on an adventure that will make you question what's normal and what's paranormal. Uh, Hello, paranormal peeps and weird wanderers. We are Destination Mystery. So if you missed last week's episode, you're welcome to visit our Facebook page at Destination Mystery. I think it's destination-mystery. We've also got it uploaded on our YouTube page at destination-mystery. Last week, we talked about ourselves and how we kind of got started in this adventure and a little bit about some of our paranormal experiences. Um, Forgive us for our mistakes and our awkwardness. We're not great public speakers. We get nervous. So this is like the very first time we've ever done anything like this. So just bear with our awkwardness. Um, I'm Melissa from Ghost Girl Memoirs.
1: I'm Mike with Paranormal Treasure Hunter.
0: Um, The song that uh, my son Tyler wrote for our trailer and our theme music was actually inspired by the episode we're gonna do today. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's uh, regarding some evidence that we captured. Um, we'd like to give a few thank yous real quick before we go into our episode. Uh, we'd like to thank Tyler for our music. He wrote, produced, and performed the song you just heard in the trailer. We'd like to thank Cosette for the putting the trailer together. She took a lot of um, our stupid videos and was able to make it look cooler than we really are. And then we'd like to thank Mark for our logo. He took uh, this really weird idea that we had and made it into something pretty awesome. And then we like to thank Paranormal Teens, um, Sierra, Lauren, Taylin, Bella, Hobbs, and Curtis for going on our adventures with us. Today we have Sierra with Paranormal Teens that is gonna be helping us out with some comments. So if you have anything that you'd like to ask us, feel free. Normally what we'll do is, uh, she doesn't wanna show herself. (laughs) Normally what we'll do is um, do our episode and then do like a question and answer at the end. But um, if you have something that you really want to ask, go ahead. And hopefully we'll be able to see it and respond to it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, we have Cash Valley Endocrine and Family Medicine, who helps take care of all of our medical needs. Um, I, the Idaho Falls Plumbing Company, who takes care of all of our plumbing needs um and then Idaho Falls Diesel who helps with um all of our Mike's the truck, truck. <laughs> Mike's truck our snowmobiles our four-wheelers all that kind of stuff they keep us going and on the road and we're really grateful to have them as sponsors uh, if you would like to be a sponsor on our show there's more information on our website at destination-mystery.com um, and you can also email us from there um and we're going to go on to our episode, unless you have anything else you want to add, Mike?
1: Uh, did you see Sarah just crawl out?
0: Of- <laughs> oh, she crawled out the door.
1: She's coming back in.
0: <laughs>
1: all, right. Okay, now going that's all right.
0: Going live is awesome. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Okay, so I um, I'm going to read a little bit just because I can't remember what I was going to say. I'm nervous, so. Uh, Just to give you a little bit of our history, in case you missed last week's episode, uh, Mike and I grew up in a small town in rural Idaho. There wasn't a lot to do there. Um, So, well, let me back up. There wasn't a lot for normal teenagers to do there. So it was a really good thing that we weren't normal um, and we didn't, it didn't take much to keep us entertained. Uh, We've always loved to go exploring weird places and unknown places that people have never heard of. Uh, The more remote, the better. With the invention of Google Earth, Michael became a pro at finding these awesomely weird places. And to this day, it's still one of our favorite things to do and one of our favorite things that we like to do with our families. Uh, The weirder, the better. Uh, One of the places that we found and explored turned out to be a lot spookier than we anticipated. And that's the story that we're going to talk about today. So in um, in a rural town in Idaho, there are well, there's actually lava tubes all over um, all over Idaho. I don't know if it's mostly in the southern end, but they're all over. And during the Cold War, many of these caves were converted into what the government called civil defense caves. These caves were used for storing materials, bomb shelters and military prisons. And although most of them were never really used for any of these purposes, there were rumors of caves that held some of these old supplies and secret locked rooms. And that's what we were in search of. And with the help of Google Earth and Michael's incredible um, finding skills, I don't know. Anyway.
1: Wish I could have those looking <laughs> for my phone.
0: Me too. Um, we and a lot of roaming around. We did a lot of roaming around, but Michael finally found this cave that we were looking for. And this brings us to today's episode, which is regarding a murderer, a secret cave, and Freddy Krueger. And we're going to find out what they all have in common. So I'll let you take over, Mike.
1: All right. So... One of the things I like to look at besides Google Earth is old maps. We spend lots of time poring over old maps. And one time I found a a location for one of the civil defense caves. And I looked, but it wasn't very specific on the map. It was just a general spot. So I spent a great deal of time trying to find that. And when I finally got an iPad and learned how to use um, the internet, I Googled it, but it always sent me to another place outside of Rexburg, and it's not the same same thing. And every time I looked for this story, uh, I would get something different. This time, I got this cave about this um, serial murderer who they found in here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little bit because again, we're not very good at remembering what we public speaking. <laughs>
0: Words are very hard. These
1: are hard. It's <laughs> easier to be out on your own in the middle of nowhere. Yes, so at night. <laughs>
0: and 19- talk to dead people. Sorry. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah,
1: they're easier to talk to. In 1979, some people are arrowhead hunting, and they their kids stumbled across a body in this cave, but the only thing they found was the torso. And 12 years later, a little girl, I believe, was in the cave, and she saw a hand sticking out. And when they. And earth the rest of it they found two arms and two legs but they did not ever find the head many people assumed it was a hard-drinking shepherd dude from montana named john but nobody ever really knew because they had no evidence all they found was the torso wrapped in burlap and he had on a pink shirt and a red and black sweater and but they never did find the head so they decided 40 years later they decided to or it took them 40 years sorry to find out who this was they contacted the uh utah not utah idaho state university anthropology department and they did a study on they spent thousands of man hours trying to find out who this guy was
0: the fbi uh, got involved too didn't they
1: Yes, the FBI, I think the Smithsonian as well, Mm -hmm. and professor from ISU. The remains were finally identified. A press conference held on January 31st, 2019, the Clark County Sheriff announced the remains were of Joseph Henry Loveless. Joseph was an outlaw who escaped from jail in 1916 and killed his wife with an axe. I believe he cut his hair head off, but I couldn't find... Is that right? I couldn't find where I'd read that, but...
0: I don't know if I ever read that. I just know it was an ax. Oh, no,
1: I thought he cut her head off. But...
0: He could have.
1: So, who was Joseph Loveless? Officials said Loveless was an outlaw and a murderer born in 1870 in Payson, Utah. To Sarah, Jane Griggins and Joseph Jackson Loveless. They were pioneers that came out from the East Coast out to Utah. I'm really bad at this. I can't hardly see what I wrote.
0: <laughs> Me either. It's <laughs> fine.
1: Joe, He went by a several, what do you call those? Um, Different. Uh,
0: what do you call those?
1: Different Where's names.
0: Really hard.
1: Really hard. He went by the name of Walter Cairns, Walter Currens, Charles Smith, Walter Garrett, or some of his names. the the dna project that they did said he died at the age 46 murdered and t- was transported to the cave shortly after he escaped jail in may of 1916 he actually took a, a little saw blade and he cut the bars and escaped they only found a few pieces of his clothing do you have those pictures by the way
0: yeah which one do you want me to show
1: the clothing you can show both of them yeah
0: okay here is the clothing that they found in the cave, and they were pretty well preserved, right?
1: Mm. Fairly well, yeah, for being there a hundred years, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, while she's looking for that, I had to go find that cave for myself. So, we spent a great deal of time looking for it, and I finally did find it.
0: There's the There's the pictures of the clothes found on him,
1: This, right? was, Yeah, the one with the button was the shirt that he wore, and then the one that's red was the sweater that was on him. Those are pieces of it, yeah. There's no actual photo evidence that they know of of Joseph Loveless. So they did, between friends and neighbors and family, they did a composite sketch of him, and this is what it looks like. Anyway, I was taking my 13-year-old daughter to the cave. And she, the cave gets kind of low towards the back. So she started crawling down in there. And I said, I told her, oh, by the way, this is the cave where they found those bodies. And she scooted right back out pretty fast. And <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a
0: little, a little girl that actually uh, found yeah. the yeah. arms, right?
1: Yep, a arms little girl legs. about the same age found the arms and legs.
0: So yeah, here's a picture, picture of what he looks like.
1: Who does he look like to you?
0: Does anybody wanna comment? We'll wait and, and tell you what we think. I think that the, the video is slightly delayed, so we might get a comment a little bit later. I also have the newspaper article, um, the wanted for murder, I'll pull that up. Maybe. At the time he was wanted for murder, he went by the name of Walt Carnes. This says he is about 40 years old. He was five foot eight or nine, weighing about 165 pounds. Dark hair, dark brown hair, slightly gray around the ears. Um, Eyes are blue. Medium complexion has little or no eyebrows. There's a small scar over his right eye. He had a tattoo of a star on a right hand between the thumb and index. And he wore a light-colored hat, a brown coat, red sweater. That red sl- sweater is a clue. And blue overall of, or sorry, blue all-over trousers. Overalls. Overalls. Sorry, I'm looking at two things at once. <laughs> Do we uh, have any comments about who anybody thinks he looks like? Sierra nothing
1: i don't think she's getting it on her ipad
0: let me see what i have
1: it's not pulling up
0: i had to refresh my screen nothing yet that i can see but anyway do you want do you have any more you want to add to the story
1: there's just one more piece I was going to read. On May 5, 1916, Joseph's wife, Agnes Loveless, was murdered with an axe. Authorities claim that at least two of her children were present when the murder occurred. On May eleventh Agnes Loveless' murderer was arrested under the name Walter Currens for the murder of his common-law wife. At the funeral, one of his children said, Papa never stayed in jail very long and he'll soon be out. Several days later, a Walter Carnes escaped from jail by sawing through the bars using a saw he had hidden in his shoe. So he did not stay in jail very long. And that part is kind of significant to some of the findings that we found. Do you want to go over that now?
0: Yeah, so we did an investigation in the page or sorry, in the cave. Um, And we started out by um, just kind of exploring around. And one of the things that we really noticed was the bottom of the cave floor had been um, dug up quite a bit. So we know that the FBI and the the town sheriff um, were in there looking for the rest of his remains. So they had found the torso earlier in 1972 79. Seventy nine, And
1: then um, 91, they found the rest of it.
0: So in 91, they found his arms and legs. So his head to this day has still never been found. And I'm sure that's what they were looking for, or they were looking for more DNA evidence to find out who he was. Um, so you could really tell that the bottom of the floor had been dug up quite a bit. Um, there were piles of with,
1: with animal bones as well. Mm-hmm.
0: There were animal bones all over, um, and it was just kind of a soft floor. It was a little, to be honest, a little bit creepy to to walk through just because you didn't know if you were going to sink into a hole or step on something you didn't know <laughs> was there, etc. But we did take some EMF readings um, around More, the cave. Go ahead.
1: So our purpose was to find the head. So oh. we, they're looking for that.
0: We went in with the intent of hoping He would tell us where his head was, and who killed him. Because to this day, those are still the two biggest mysteries surrounding the um, the murder of Joe. And we were really hoping to get this, um, these two answers. But anyway, we took some EMF readings. We didn't have any spikes at the time, but we started doing an EVP session. Um, We asked questions like, uh, you know, is Joseph here? can you tell us where your head is? Um, and then we I asked specifically, Joseph, are you here? And we heard what I got after I cleaned up the audio and we didn't hear it at the time, but I hear what sounds to me like Agnes is here, but it's said in a man's voice. And I'm gonna play that for you. See if you can hear the same thing. You can definitely hear the word Agnes. The rest of it is kind of mumbled, so I'm not sure um, exactly what it says other than Agnes, but. Joseph, are you here? did you hear that mike
1: i did i've never heard that before
0: i didn't either until i cleaned up the audio um was it loud enough for you to hear
1: Uh, yeah i heard it pretty clearly
0: but it sounds like a man is speaking so i don't know if that's joseph or i don't know who it would be But um, one other thing that I was going to mention, if you were looking at that clip as it was playing, there's quite a huge gap in between when I asked the question and when we actually got an answer. So if you're doing paranormal investigations on your own, it's really important to leave a pause and at least 30 seconds in between questions so that if there's an answer, you don't miss it by talking over it, if that makes sense.
1: Sometimes it does take several seconds for a response
0: usually to usually yeah. it does and the other thing I was going to mention too is that a lot of times you won't hear it initially um, <clears throat> but I use Adobe Audition to come home and clean up the audio after we're done and I can take out all the background noise and the hisses and pops and stuff and that often will help us determine what we heard and help make out words a little bit better. But anyway, we um, we asked Joe if he um, if he killed his wife, Agnes, um, can you tell us who killed you, Joe? Can you tell us why you're in the cave? Um, and then we mentioned that, Joe, we wanted to bring some closure to your case by finding your head. And we would also like to know who buried, buried you there. And we're looking for some answers. If you wanna to talk to us, we'd really appreciate it. And I heard, after that, we heard what sounded like mom in a child's voice, but when I cleaned up the audio, it was still pretty questionable, so I didn't include that in the evidence. Um, but then, um, you know, we just kept talking. I asked Joseph again if he killed his wife. If you did kill your wife, can you tell us why? At that point, we heard a man's voice that sounded sounded like no, but again, after cleaning up the audio, it wasn't. I wasn't entirely sure, so we left that out. Um, And then we asked, Joseph, can you tell us who murdered you? Joseph, is your head in the cave? Were you hiding in the cave? At that point, we did get the voice of a man, but it was inaudible. Even after cleaning it up, I couldn't tell what it said. Um, And then we asked, was there something else or was, was there someone else hiding in here with you? And then, uh, Mike, you started naming off the other names that he had went by when he was wanted by law enforcement. And you asked, is your name Walt Carnes? And then you asked, was your name Walter Guerin? And we did get a response to this. It almost sounds like a whisper, but it is very clear. So tell me what you hear when you asked, was your name Walter Carnes? And it is pretty quiet.
1: Is your name Walter Guerin?
0: Sorry, Walter Guerin. Did you hear it? Do it again. It sounds like a whisper, but you definitely hear an answer.
1: Is your name Walter Guerin? Uh, hmm.
0: If you'll look right here... Um, uh, so you'll hear like the big, biggest spike you see is you'll hear a yes, but it's a whisper. I'll play it one more time. Is it loud enough for you to hear?
1: If you can go louder, that'd be good.
0: Um, let me see if I can figure this out.
1: Walter Guerin.
0: So anyway, we got a yes to Walter Guerin. I don't know why we got a yes to that and not the other names, because at the time, I think he was wanted. The newspaper article said his name was. um,
1: Walter Currens. Currens.
0: Yeah. So maybe he was trying to throw us off by saying, no, this isn't Walter Currens. This is Walter Guerin. And then you asked, is your name Charles Smith, which was another name he went by. Um, we asked, how did you feel when you uh, f- when they found your body? We did hear a man's voice at that time, but again, it was inaudible, even after cleaning it up, I'm not sure what it said. Um, and then I asked, were you glad when your body was found after all these years? And they were finally able to discover who you were. Um, Again, we heard a man's voice, but I wasn't quite sure what it said, even after cleaning it up. And then at that point, Michael sneezed really loud, and everybody peed their pants. (laughs) (laughs) Scared us.
1: I do sneeze loud.
0: (laughs) And uh, it took us a little bit to gain our composure, but we decided to, at that point, um, do what we, I don't even know what we call it, but it's a technique where uh, one of us will take a spirit box, plug in our headphones and then put noise canceling headphones on over the top and go off into a different area so that we're away from the group that's answering questions. That way, the answers that we get aren't affected by what was asked, if that makes sense. Um, And So I took the the spirit box with some headphones and some noise canceling headphones and went off um, while they asked questions. Some of the questions that they asked were, were you upset by anything that was written in the papers about you? Were the papers correct and true And what they said about you? Is there anything that you'd like to clarify in what was written about you? Joe, do you? how do you feel about murdering your wife in front of your son? Um, I did hear a man's voice at that time, but wasn't able to tell what it said. Were you um, unable to support your children was a question that was asked, because um, he was married, One time before, um, and him and his wife got a divorce because she claimed he wasn't able to care for her and her child, correct? Mm -hmm. So I understood. um, I'm getting messages. Um, And then we asked, Did you try to support your family? Um, At that time, I heard what sounded like a child saying, Mom. Um, And then you oh and then I heard the number 42 times and it was a man that said that and I couldn't understand why 40 would come across because we didn't ask a question regarding the number 40 but if you look back on the newspaper article um, it took them 40 years to solve the case and find out who Walter was so that was kind of significant um We asked, why do you have a scar above your eye? Did you get the scar in prison? Uh, Why do you have a tattoo of an anchor, tattoo of a star? Did you kill Agnes? Um, Did you enjoy it? Who killed you? Um, At that time, I heard nine, the number nine, after somebody asked who killed you. Um, So then we wondered, is that, you know, number nine, is is it a prisoner's number? Did someone from prison kill you? And we asked what happened on May 5th of 1916. We asked, were you a bootlegger? Right after we asked that question, the EMF reader did spike to red. Um, And then we asked, was it your son that killed you? Because from what we understand, he murdered his wife in front of at least one or two of his children. Um, And we did get on the ovulus, it said, my son, I think I have that picture. Maybe. Oh, I don't have it pulled up, but I'll put that on the blog. I'll just show you a picture of the ovulus that state that says my son. Um, it was after
1: you asked who killed you, we asked, said, son.
0: well, we asked, was it your son or did your son kill you? And the the ovulus said my son after that. Um, Then we asked, did you find the ax? Let's see, did you find the ax? Oh, and then we asked the child, did you you find the ax after your dad killed your mom with it? Um, Did you kill your dad? Um, And this was where we heard the whistle was right after that. So we hear a whistle in the cave and we didn't, okay, we didn't hear it at the time, we heard it when we went through the audio again. And this whistle, is part of what's on our music, our um, intro music. But I'm gonna play the the whistle for you. And again, we didn't hear this until after we went back through and listened to the audio. <clears throat> mm. you were you able to hear that?
1: Yeah, it was faint, but do it again, do it again. It sounds like it's way back in the back.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's coming from the back of the cave. Holy cow. Which is kind of creepy. Um, and I didn't notice it till the next day when I was going through things. But we decided to add that whistle into our theme music. And so if you hear the bass playing our theme music, you'll hear that whistle repeated the, um, the, <laughs> over and over again. But I thought that was pretty cool. Don't know who the whistle came from. Don't know why, but it was there. Then we asked Joseph, please tell us who killed you? Is it someone you knew? Can you tell us the name of who killed you? Were you killed in this cave? Um, and at that time we did get an answer. To me it sounds like no. Tell me what you hear. Were you killed in this cave? What did it sound
1: like to you? No, and he wasn't killed in the cave. I don't know how they know that, but they said he was killed and then brought to the cave.
0: How, so they they just knew that from forensic, forensic I, evidence?
1: From forensic evidence, yeah. But they didn't say why or how they know it, so.
0: Um, and then right after that, our ovulus, the word insanity came up. Um, yeah. We had, oh, and then we asked Agnes, are you here? Agnes, we're really sorry how you died, um, and that you died the way you did. Did Joe kill you? And at that point, we heard um, an answer. To me, it sounds like y- yes, but it's in a man's voice. So we asked what was the, the question, question again. Did Joe Kill You?
1: Hmm.
0: And I'll play that one for you. Did Joe Kill You? Did you hear that?
1: It glitched right before it. So try it again. (laughs)
0: Did Joe Kill You? One more time. It's pretty clear on my end. I don't know how to make it.
1: I don't turn my volume up.
0: Sound better on your end, but
1: I could hear it, and I, it did sound like yes. I just
0: I really had to clean that up. To, like I, it, I could tell something was there, but I didn't know what it said until I like amplified it quite a bit. Hmm. So it it does kind of sound mechanical, but it's a definite yes. Did Joe kill you? Oh yes. It might have been. Oh yes. I just hear yes, but it could be. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, I don't know. And then we asked several times, "Joe, is your head in the cave? Were you hiding in the cave? And is there anything you want to tell us before you leave?" And those were really the only um, clear responses that we got. Um, one interesting side note, I. This was just something an, an observation that we we made like mike said there were animal bones all over in the cave um i'll show a picture of those so there were at like all over the floor of the cave but not one skull so yeah. is joe upset that his head was never found and so he's hiding all the skulls or do people just take the skulls to go, you know, use as um, decoration and stuff? Don't know, but not one skull was found in the cave. You could find body or bones to every other part of the body, but not a skull.
1: Even, was it a rabbit that we found, the whole skeleton, except for the head? Yep. Or was it a bird? It was a rabbit, wasn't it was it?
0: It was a rabbit, I think, yeah. Hmm? Um.
1: Did you have audio about uh, the acts, the word acts?
0: So the, we didn't have audio, but um, Sierra and I were listening to the spirit box with the noise canceling headphones on at the same time. Um, and nobody recorded it, of course. We're, we're still figuring out this whole thing. But um, I think the question was asked. Do you, uh, I don't remember what the question was. Do you remember what the
1: question was that you asked?
0: Oh, um, the joke like how'd you die how did and you die she said axe
1: how did you die
0: so the question was asked how did you die and two of us heard axe and we didn't know what question was asked before because we couldn't hear anything but the spirit box so that was Who pretty interesting the i want to say that michelle asked the michelle question mm-hmm.
1: that's what i thought um, and you didn't hear the question, but you heard the answer.
0: Yeah, we both heard the word axe, but we didn't get that recorded anywhere, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, I was also going to bring up a picture of Agnes so we could see what she looked like. This is Agnes. Um, she was Joseph's wife at the time that... Um, he went by the name of Walt Carnes and he this she's the one that got murdered by the axe in front of her children, supposedly, which is quite sad. But this is a picture of what she looked like. Um, let me see if there was I don't think I had anything else to share regarding evidence. Oh, I was going to show a picture of the cave. That's the opening to the cave. And then um, our takeaway from the investigation, really, we didn't get the answers we were hoping for. Rarely do we, once in a while we do, um, but we didn't, so we didn't find out who killed Joe. We didn't find out where his head was, um, but we did get answers to, um that he wasn't no i wasn't killed in the cave uh yes agnes was murdered with an axe um
1: what were the other answers we got there was a boy present because he
0: yeah
1: yep what was that
0: it's somebody trying to message me because i have facebook on also um Um, But anyway, so do you have any theories on who you think might have murdered him? Murdered Joseph?
1: The, The thought that came to my mind while I was... From what we listened to, from what we heard from the cave, the boy, he said a couple things that we thought we maybe understood. It was possibly like her special friend that killed him because (laughs) he killed her. (laughs) That was, or one of the kids. I don't know.
0: Yeah. My theory was I have no idea. Well, I don't know either. I have no idea, but here's the theory I came up with and I'm probably totally wrong, but I thought, okay, the sheriff was sick and tired of him escaping jail and he was sick and tired of chasing after him. So he murdered him, cut up his body parts, Buried him in the cave, thinking that nobody else knew where this cave was, because it is pretty hard to find. It's hard to find. Really hard to find. Um, And anyway, he's the one that murdered. But I don't know who the sheriff was at the time, so I don't want to say.
1: (laughs) I think I have it. Fisher is on the bottom of the...
0: Sheriff John Fisher?
1: John T. Fisher was on the bottom of the murder, wanted uh-huh. for murder. So
0: uh, I don't I know who that is. I could see him
1: shooting him just to get him out of his hair because uh-huh. he was trying to escape. But to chop his head off into little pieces, that sounds more like a lover's spat. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Or, or he was also a bootlegger. So... Well, did he owe somebody money? Did he do a dirty transaction of some sort? Somebody was mad at him there? Um it's possible. I mean, he was an outlaw pretty much from the time he... he turned was, 18.
1: Suppose those old buildings by the track, that's where he's doing his bootlegging from?
0: Could have been. We found some pretty old buildings right next to the train track that was not far from the cave. Um, it looked like they may have been like a general store at one time. Maybe oh a, boy,
1: it was a small little town at that yeah.
0: time. But they were pretty cool old buildings, and we couldn't get in. They were all, everything was nailed shut. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Ugh, I don't know how to turn that off. Um, but what was, I was going to say something. And why else. hide the head? Oh. Well, and my uh, my other theory is that there are several caves right around that area, and I think the head might be in one of the other caves. One
1: of the other ones. Mm-hmm. There is one to the left a bit that the little kids could squeeze into, but I couldn't. Yeah. And I sent them down in there, and they climbed in, and then I said, look for the head, and they climbed right back out.
0: Your kids go look for the head, would you?
1: <laughs> they weren't keen on looking for a skull inside of it.
0: I would have been. If I could I would've. I could fit
1: my <laughs> fat butt down there.
0: Me too. Maybe we'll have to bring some shovels next time.
1: It was rocks they had to squeeze through, so
0: Yeah. Mm. So yeah. anyway, this was a this was a pretty fun um little story for us to learn about. And if you Google his name, you will get the story from I mean, it was just recently announced in January
1: of the, the when I first got upon it, it was before they found out who he was. Oh, I mean, I was looking right. for something entirely different, but this came up with that search. And at the time, the kid had just found the arms and legs and they in 79 is when they found the torso. So I, was, I stumbled upon it before they even knew who he was. That's why I was so fascinated with that story. To, and then when it came out on the news, they held a press conference and told all about it. And I, I thought that's kind of interesting.
0: Did you ever watch the press conference?
1: No, I only heard about it on, uh, I don't even know where I heard it.
0: That'd be interesting to watch. Um, maybe we could put a, if I can find it, maybe I can put a link on our page.
1: Should have found that before. I didn't think about it. Yeah, me But either. I think they invited the whole town out to listen to it. All six people, but.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is big news to have, um, you know, the FBI and everybody in your little town of six people and trying to figure out who this body, who these body parts belong to. I'm sure that's the first time that's ever happened. But um, so we had put his picture up prior.
1: It's the location is in the. I mean, there's nothing around it, nothing around it.
0: You can't so, even really see the cave until you get right there. You're
1: right on it, yeah. And the only thing would be sheep herders around there. Mm-hmm. And so finding the body, you, you wouldn't think anything more than a sheep herd, let alone a murderer who escaped prison and killed his wife and then lost his head. I mean, you know, this is a small little area, middle of nowhere. Why would, you know, that's just pretty... Slim chance of that happening.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm going to put his picture back up one more time. Um, and we'll tell you who we think he looks like. So that's Joseph Lovelace, And we think he looks like a famous character from a horror movie that wears a red sweater and a hat.
1: Is this face look like it's been burned or
0: well the article says he's got a scar on his eye
1: was it above his eye or below it or did it say
0: Um, I don't know if it said oh wait hold on I've got it right here it's over his right eye so this is who we think he looks like I blow that up, and he works.
1: same hat, black and red sweater. He does have a scar over his eye, but <laughs> yeah.
0: So then, you know, we got to thinking, hey, is you know, where did the idea of Freddy Cougar come along? Like, I, I mean, I've seen, I saw the movie when I was a kid, and um, but I don't well, have. Oh yeah, don't tell my mom that. <laughs> um, but I didn't know where the the story of Freddy Krueger came about, so um, I'll tell you a little bit about what I found about Freddy Krueger. So um, we wanted to know if Freddy Krueger was based on a story or a legend. According to IMDb and Movies.com, the screenplay is based on a real story. A series of articles in the LA Times wrote about men from Southeast Asia who were from immigrant families and who died in the middle of nightmares. There was another story about the son of a doctor who wouldn't sleep because of some strange nightmares he was having. You must sleep, the doctor told him. No, you don't understand. I've had nightmares before. This is different, the son told his father. He stayed up for days and the doctor finally gave him sleeping pills. Finally, he was watching television with his family and he fell asleep on the couch. The family carried him upstairs to bed. In the middle of the night, they heard screams and crashing. When the family rushed to his room, he was already dead. An autopsy confirmed that he hadn't died from a heart attack. After some further research, it was determined that the son died of a condition called sudden unexpected nocturnal death syndrome. There were more than a hundred Southeast Asian immigrants that died this same way, and a medical folklorist named Shelley Alder claimed that these stories led Wes Craven to the creation of Freddy Krueger. So, according to this, it had nothing to do with Joseph Lovelace.
1: But did Joseph Lovelace die from that?
0: I don't know. But they look an awfully lot alike. I mean, their noses are even the same
1: the second i saw that picture that's what i thought of
0: if you if you do a side by side comparison the nose i mean the mouth the lips everything is
1: and it oddly the sweaters are pretty similar same color and the hat same I mean, hat <laughs> why would they have chosen that hat yeah oddly similar
0: pretty crazy stuff um, anyway we've got about 10 minutes left is there anything you can think of that we missed in the story that might be interesting to anyone? I think you pretty much slaughtered. It. No, he did good. It was awesome. It's a good story. As a
1: reminder, though, if you go out into places like this, be respectful of private property. Make the place cleaner than when you found it. Take the trash out with you. Don't graffiti. Don't mess it up. So these areas aren't closed that we can't do anymore. That's my big thing.
0: Yes, I agree. And another thing too, when investigating, I always like to remember that these spirits were uh, once people too. In fact, they still are. They're just in a different form. And so to treat them with the respect they deserve if you are trying to go out and find evidence of the paranormal. That may sound weird to some people, but uh, we believe that your personality and your um, everything continues on with you after you die. And they're people. So let's treat them with the respect that they deserve as well.
1: Um, These might be areas where they lived, or so you, you don't want to be messing it up. <laughs> yeah. Messing their home up. You never know what'll happen.
0: Never know, um, but I agree. Let's let's be respectful, and if you do go onto private property, make sure you get permission, um, and don't don't graffiti or cause problems. Leave your trash. We went we went to a place just this last weekend where at one time we were able to get into all these caves and tunnels, and um, we weren't this time. Everything was closed off because they've been having issues with vandalism. So that's kind of Sad. disturbing for those of us who like to go enjoy and explore these kind of places. Um, Mike, do you want to talk about the the cause that one of the causes that we're supporting?
1: Yes, but I, I couldn't find where I wrote down do you any of the websites. Do you want me to? if you have in front of you yeah
0: i do so we are supporting a couple of different causes but one of them is for our veterans um and we we did some research and there's an app called hero care you can also text get hero care to 90999 these vital services range from responding to emergency needs for food clothing and shelter referrals to counseling services information on veterans cemeteries and burial benefits and other resources that meet the unique needs of the local veterans and their families. You can also get some more information on this at redcross.org. And we would just like to thank the veterans who have fought for our freedom and who continue to do so. Um, We appreciate what they do for us living here in America and the wonderful lives that we're able to lead and the the uh, destinations that we get to go explore. It's because of them that we get to do a lot of this stuff.
1: Agreed. We are um, very grateful to our veterans. We, so, oh, go ahead. I just going to say our family, we don't do a lot of online stuff, but there's at several places in Idle Falls that we like to take food and clothing. We took some warm clothing you know, last, just before last winter for them to distribute to some of those that are in need then just in our local area and it's a good feeling to do. Mm-hmm. We're appreciative of our veterans.
0: Yes we are. Um our dad is veteran, right? Mhm. So um if you want to get more information on our show or you want to see our first episode that kind of explains what uh we're about and how we got started in all this, you can go to destination-mystery.com and on that page, you'll have a, there'll be a link to merch. We have, I just got this cool water bottle. Um, we have hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, notebooks, stickers, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, there's a link to that. There's a link to our YouTube channel where we also post the episodes after they air in case you weren't able to go on to the live and see. Um, you can also contact us by email on that page. We'd love to hear some of your stories um, uh, and maybe have you on our show if you're interested. Um, you can also get a hold of our um, social media websites from there Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, And then next week's episode is going to be another good one. Um, The story is about a polygamist cult leader who left behind some creepy ruins. Say the least. (laughs) And a pretty interesting story.
1: Right in the middle of a suburb.
0: In the middle of a suburb. But you would never know it was there unless you went looking for it. Um, So that'll be a fun episode next week. And we hope you can all watch and come with questions. We're ready to answer those for you. Um, Anything else you want to add? Keep it weird. Keep it weird. Squatch on. And remember that everything you do can be an adventure. Just uh, depends on how you look at it. So
1: have fun. Stay safe.
0: All right. Till next time. Thanks for joining us.
1: Bye Bye.